Welcome to Life After the Fire. This is the preeminent podcast on everything related to what it's like uh, in building a life after the fire service. I'm Chris Phelps, your host. I'm joined today with my good friend, Ricky Rodriguez. Do you prefer Ricky Rodriguez or what do, what do most people call you? You know, Chief. Yeah. Chief. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my friends call me Ricky Rod and that's just yeah. kind of been the nickname, but yeah, yeah Ricky Rodriguez, but mostly rod cool so ricky and i uh have a little history together back in the day and some of this you know obviously he he remembers much better than i do uh show my my years but uh but uh you know we uh, we work together at a, a, a local fire department here in, in south florida we don't have to say uh, you know share any names mm-hmm. to keep all the you know the guilty people guilty right. and the innocent people uh, innocent whatever <laughs> but uh yeah, how did we uh, how did we first connect? So uh, yeah, like you said, we uh, we first connected at the fire department, and um, you were one of the senior medics, and uh, you actually was my first preceptor. It's um, <laughs> crazy. My first call that I was in charge of technically was with Chris. Wow. So, <laughs> and that's something I remember it clear as day. Um, so, yeah. uh, but just a great interaction. I can tell you were a mentor. You were, you knew how to guide me in the right way. Um, you didn't coddle me too much, but you also didn't leave me out there to hang either. So I appreciate that. Well, good, yeah. good, good stuff. And, uh, over the years, you, you're no longer with that fire department. You've moved on to another, another fire department and, you know, just watching from the, the cheap seats, uh, it looks like you've, you've been doing some some pretty cool stuff. So, you know, the, the whole premise behind the show is, is about, you know, uh, a life after the fire service. And, uh, and, and one of the reasons we, we started this thing is because we've seen too many people whose careers have been cut short and they hadn't prepared themselves and set themselves up for, for success outside of the fire department. So what, what have you been doing? What have you done? <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, learning, having the opportunity um, within both of my fire departments to be assigned to a very senior station. So guess what the majority of their conversations were? About retirement. Retirement. And um, one of the big things I learned is what they wish they would have done. Oh, I that's picked awesome. up on that. Um. And so I've always kind of been preparing for the end in mind, uh, whenever that end may come. Mm-hmm. Um, so initially, one of them was education. How do I fast forward my education, uh, which would give me opportunities to for advancement and also increase earnings? Um, I had a lot of motivation. Um, I had three kids at an early age as a high school dad. Um, I'm still with the mother. Um, which is incredible. We've been together since 1988. That's awesome. So um, I had a lot of things motivating me uh, as I stood over the table. I mean, excuse me, stood over their beds and I made promises that I would accomplish certain goals. And at the beginning, it was education. Later on, I started to open my mind up to um, business, real estate. But at the beginning, I was focusing on my vertical income. So vertical meaning, um, making money from your w-2 right 
that's your vertical. And then uh, later I started thinking about more horizontal income and that's all of the passive things that you can do. But that was later on. Yeah. And so it spring forward, you know, the education and, um, uh, that I did uh, sprung me forward. So I promoted very fast. Uh, but I was also competent. The one thing is, you know, in the fire services, you can get a reputation of being book smart, but not street smart. And uh, I was always concerned about that. But I knew uh, I had a lot more experiences than most people did at my age and even older um, where I had my kids were older than people who were 10 years senior to me. You know, so you had a lot of life. Experience. I had a lot of life experiences. So good stuff. Mm hmm. And I've always been of, of the opinion that, you know, uh, don't don't sit on your hands waiting for the fire department to send you to school. Absolutely. Absolutely. I um, every year I would max out whatever they would allow me mm -hmm. to take. And then I would I didn't ever I didn't just take that as, OK, well, that's it. I guess I can't go to class anymore. I always believed in investing in yourself. So either I put my money out myself to go to school to continue my education but another thing I did, which was kind of a hack, is go talk to the training chief. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much money was left in those budgets still. Um, and uh, one of my training chiefs, uh, she's now retired. Um, you just go to her and there was a lot of money there and you just make the request. Sometimes you just ask. And I did that several times. So, so for, for some of those people that weren't taking advantage of it, that money was left over. And, uh, and, and you made a request and you were, you were able to, to take advantage of some of that. Correct. That money was sitting in the, sitting in that pot. That's exactly good. right. That's good. Exactly right. And that's what life in general, right? You yeah. try to find areas, um, where you're not just taking advantage of someone, but taking advantage of a situation, um, where sitting dormant anyways. And then that made me a better person in general. It made me a better employee, which allowed me to serve, um, the community that much better. So um, it was a win-win all the way around. So it sounds like uh, you had a lot of motivation. Yes. And, and that was uh, part of the reason why you wanted to promote up. Correct. But what were some of the more touchy-feely reasons or, or maybe not the reasons that you wanted to promote, but the, the things that you, you realized once you did promote? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so, you know... Uh, fire department, you know, you have to prove yourself a lot of times. Um, so I had, uh, you know, I, I found this feeling of wanting to prove of getting inside of a culture, uh, organization that I didn't have any, uh, experience with. So I found myself feeling that I had to prove myself a little harder than maybe other people who, you know, were in that circle before. Um, but once, um, once I got in and started you know, uh, moving forward. Um, I had a lot of support from everyone, all walks of life mm -hmm. that really, uh, invested in me. Um, and I've tried to do the same. I think that's one of the reasons why I give a lot is because a lot has been given to me. Um, but, um, I've just enjoyed the process the entire time. I can't believe that I'm about less than five years from retiring. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what is, what do you think, uh, that's going to look like for you? What is retirement going to, going to look like? Are you, do you think you'll actually leave the fire service? So right now, um, and it's funny, I, I talk about planning and life. It's a verb. 
right? It's not a noun, right? So mm-hmm. meaning that it's constantly evolving. So right now I plan to retire um, either either before or on that, you know, uh, less than five-year mark, my, yeah. my actual date. That's my plan. Not because uh, I'm running away from something, but I'm running towards another chapter, another book, actually. I'm going to close the fire department book up, and it's going to sit on my table where I can see it all the time because I absolutely love that experience, but... I think people need to, uh, and it's my opinion, need to do different things in their lives, you know, Um, and there's a lot of untapped potential. And I think if people really do self-reflection, a lot of times people may stay for the wrong reasons, out of fear. Um, And one of the primary reasons is they didn't prepare. So financially, um, they're not confident leaving um, and being able to sustain their lifestyle. Um, And you can so do that if you prepare. Yeah. But again, um, we're having so much fun in the fire service. We're just not, a lot of times we're just not thinking of that. Wow. It's going to actually come to an end. Yeah. And how do I prepare for that? (laughs) Whether you think about it or not, it sounds like you have been positioning yourself for that day so that you can close the, the book and, 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 uh, and, and reflect back on a, on a, on a great career. Uh, so I, I, I know you're, Part of that is involved in real estate. Tell me about your, your real estate business and how that came about. So I tell you, uh, first off, I absolutely love real estate. Um, I just get excited about it. Every aspect, even the, um, you know, the tedious parts of it, uh, I just get excited about it. And so I know that's what I'm going towards. So in retirement, to me, I get to do this more. So as much as I love, I feel, find myself very fortunate that I got into a career that I loved and then I'm moving towards another career that I loved. Um, and it's like branches, right? There's so many branches in the fire department. I've held several different positions um, within the fire organization and you can do the same thing as far as strategies and how you want to position yourself in the real estate world. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to continue expanding um, my real estate portfolio um, and, uh, also we're going to start working on helping others get involved in that. Um, so we already work with private investors. I have quite a bit of um, investors that invest with me and they get a fixed rate of return. And, you know, um, that allows them, um, to now identify as, Hey, I'm an investor now. And so that sometimes is the first step. And then when they're ready to go out on their own, I'm here. Right. But yeah. a lot of times it's identity. Right. I'm not the type of person that can get involved in real estate. Well, maybe you can't buy your first house at 500000 but you get in on a smaller uh, where you're an investor. And then now you start to see now you have more access to me. And now you're getting into that world. Uh, but personally, I, that's what I want to do. Continue helping others build their um, their wealth um, mm-hmm. uh, at the same time um, building my business. So you've you so you've done this through um, through getting involved with a lot of investment properties. So, mm-hmm. like, how's your how many properties are we talking about? You think? So I'm probably about <laughs> thirty four or something like that. Wow, that's across, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it just you know when I was saying earlier, you just put your head down and just go to work, and next thing I know, I look up and wow. Um, and then um, how I ended up in two other states or three total states is just, um, coincidental. Um, you know, but 
you know, I think subconsciously I had already been practicing that, thinking about well, what if I expand over here? And sometimes it was just the challenge of well, why not me? Um, you know, as I, I, I call it the audacity principle, right. you know, how dare you, you know, the audacity of you to think that you can get out of your comfort zone, to think that you can actually go do this. Right. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, we like to be challenged. So uh -huh. it's like, how dare you? So that's why I did it. It was just on a whim. But um, real estate, I absolutely love. So when did, how old were you when you started the fire department? You said, what, 22? So I got hired when I was 22 years 22. old. 22, all right. And when did you buy your first home? So I bought my first home when I was 20, my personal home. I bought my first one at 24. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when did you start getting into investment. When did you buy your first investment property? So I bought my first investment property. I want to say uh, it was when I was 28 or somewhere, somewhere around there. Um, and that was, I just leapfrog out of that home. I built a new home and then I turned that one into an investment. But what I didn't know is that I didn't have a strong foundation. Uh -huh. So this was around the recession. Uh, I ended up losing 2008. that one. Yes, yep. yes, sir. I end up losing that one. And when I did self-reflection, now this self-reflection was over a period of about two years. Mm -hmm. As I realized and started doing self-growth and, and you know, uh, self-reflection, things like that, I realized that I was on a shaky foundation. I never had a strong foundation to build a real estate, and I didn't know what I didn't know. I just thought, hey, I collect rent, and I get to keep it all. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah. So, yeah, that my focus after that coming out, um, when I started to purchase again, first, I, you know, I, I did um, the whole um, debt free. So my wife and I really focused. We became completely debt free, paid everything off. And wow. that was part of that setting up that strong foundation mm -hmm. to now uh, I look around and I go, what's next? Maxed out over here on 457, maxed out over here. What's next? You know what? Maybe it's time to dive back into this real estate game. Mm -hmm. And that's when we really started to pick up and start buying um, again. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've quoted this, this statistic before, but uh, I, you probably know it, but 90% of all millionaires, 90% have gotten there through owning real estate. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. As much as I've saved my entire career, it's probably less than, I don't know, 20, 15% of my net worth now. Mm -hmm. There's just no way you can actually save up more than you can invest and get the returns. Now, obviously, everything through comes leveraging. with risk. Through leveraging. Yeah. You know, so you're absolutely right. There's no way I'd have the life I have right now without the real estate. I mean, yeah. I'll still be happy and comfortable. Yeah. But I wouldn't have eclipsed certain benchmarks, milestones. Gotcha. So, I mean, it sounds like you've, you've really set yourself up. Uh, you've built that foundation. You've built upon that foundation mm -hmm. and grown it into quite the city <laughs> <laughs> or small community. <laughs> but, like, is there is there anything that you would, you know, if you would change or go back and, uh, you know, I would do this a little bit differently. I would get into real estate sooner or I would not get into real estate until I've accomplished, you know, been debt free or what, what would you, anything you would have done differently? So, yes, I think that's a great question, by the way. Um, I think I would have started sooner Yeah. if I, if I 
knew what I know now. Yeah. So I would have, but I wouldn't have started before I put the foundation in place. Right. So um, I definitely would have been debt free before I went in, um, personal debt, credit card, all that stuff. Um, because that's just, that's anchors, right? Yeah. So it slows you down. Um, sure. Um, so I would have done that and I would have started purchasing a lot sooner or at least learning. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I, I try to um, uh, impress upon people is when you start something, when you start, it's not when you buy the home. That's actually towards the end. Mm-hmm. So you start by getting in the mindset first and then start to educate yourself, get around the people, uh, learn the language, the lingo, uh, all of that before you ever purchase. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes I think people get caught up with, I need to purchase, and then I can start thinking like an investor. I'm like, no, no, no. As soon as you make the decision, yeah, you are now on your path towards real estate investor. Right. And I think you you mentioned, and I've I've seen you you're you're giving back in uh, in that regard as well. So what is it that you're you're doing uh, to help people learn about real estate investing? So, uh, um. You know, one of the biggest uh, websites in the world is Bigger Pockets, um, and I've gone to several events. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm not famous on there, but I'm, I'm a little kind of a big, a big deal on there. Yeah. So I get people that respond to me, um, and I always respond back, and I connect with them. So what I was finding myself doing is meeting people in different places all the time. So I said, you know, what if there was a central place that I can meet? And uh, it was the same day or, you know, same cadence every month, um, then it'd be more productive, not only for me, but for them too. And so that's when we started the Sirens and Scrubs real estate meetup group. Um, And um, that way we meet the first Thursday of every month and we're just there. It's casual. um, It's not formal. We thought about doing a whole formal PowerPoint and, you know, it's just not the atmosphere I wanted because it can scare off some people. And I wanted a wide range of people to be there. Um, so uh, we do that now, and um, it's been great. But um, the name was inspired because uh, I'm also a registered nurse. Uh-huh. So that was the educational piece. Uh, and one of the ways, and just, just to di- divert a little bit, um, I became a registered nurse, and I worked for over 10 years in the ER um, in St. Lucie and Martin County. Um, it was so I can, how do I double my income? you know, because I had mouths to feed. Um, so anyhow, I was in that world, my nurse family, then the fire family, and then police officers, because police officers and we, we live in the same kind of a world. So I'm like, you know what, that kind of inspired the name sirens and scrubs. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, it's there. I mean, it's it's there to, how long you been doing that now? So I've probably been doing that now. I want to say September of last year so it hasn't been that long it's always been something on my mind and then one day i'm like you know what how dare i start a meetup group who am i (laughs) you know you know what and and so the same kind of principle i tell people uh i've used it on myself yeah like how dare you have the audacity to go start a meetup group and if nothing happens it doesn't happen now i'm there i love the place we meet up i grab a beer and it's a win-win yeah so so in in starting this podcast, <laughs> way outside my comfort zone, and uh, you know, and I subscribe to the belief of anything that's worth doing, it's worth doing badly. Just get started. I love it. I so, love it. So that's where that's what you know, brought this all to 
to fruition. But, you know, um, in my personal life, you know, real estate helped me get to where I am today. And, you know, this is a, you know, a pet project, if, if you will, but this is, you know, along the same lines, this is the Ricky Rod way where we're giving back and, yes. you know, I'm looking to, to grow this and pour into the next generation of firefighters. I know you got another, uh, you got another second generation firefighter on, the, on the job now, right? Yes. Up yes. there in central Florida. I haven't checked with my sources up there in, in a while, but uh, from what it sounds like, it sounds like he's doing good. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you know, but my son just uh, took a semester off from University of Miami and he just started the fire academy this wow. past week. Yeah. Congrats. That's something. Congrats. So, yeah. So, I want to pour into our next generation of firefighters. Agreed. And, you know, teach them some of the stuff because you know, this is, it, it really is a young man, young man, woman's job and uh you know you can do a 20 25 year career and come out the other side and be 45 to 50 years old and still have a lot of life ahead of you agreed and uh you know if you don't prepare for that uh and you're just going to depend on you know, what you're receiving from your 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 pension uh you might not have a fulfilled life agreed so stuff like this and hearing people's stories and what they're doing or what they've done to set themselves up, I think is, is gonna, uh, it's gonna benefit the totally. next generation of firemen. Totally. So I like the mindset, um, you know, the whole mindset of, I tell them, pretend like you didn't have a pension at the end of it. Just go through your career that way. Watch when you apply scarcity in certain areas in your life and certainly on the retirement now you're forced to do things and think, how could I uh, ensure I have an income or net worth of, of su substantial amount that could, that could provide an income, can throw off an income if you didn't rely on the pension? And let the pension just be a bonus. Let that be gravy on top. Watch how it changes. So I say, I don't have a pension. You know, the guys know me. I'm the guy that's going to say, you don't have a pension because you can't control that. But what are you going to do through your efforts? How are you going to ensure you have a pension? Now you have a double pension or however many pensions you want, every yeah. you know property you buy. So that's yeah. kind of that mindset. So you got to have the right mindset before the skill set. So people try to put the skill set in front of the mindset. I'm like, it's never going to work. Skill set follows mindset every time. So, Ricky, you've done a lot of really cool stuff with real estate, and uh, I, I couldn't be more proud of what I've seen you do, Thank you. but, um, I like to end all of these with, with some sort of a call to action. So if, if somebody wanted to, you know, somebody's like watching this thing go, man, that Ricky guy is pretty cool. I wish I could do something like that. Where would you, where would you send them? So I would say, you know, you can find me at my Instagram at Ricky rod, um, with the E E Y Ricky R I C K E Y rod, all one word, Ricky rod. Um, they can find me there. We post things like that. Another place um, is um, at our meetup group, Sirens and Scrubs Real Estate Meetup Group. You can find that on the Meetup app, um, and or you can find it on my Instagram. Cool. So if, if people are local here in South Florida or or willing to make the trip, uh, what is it like? First Thursday of the month. That's correct. First Thursday of the month, six thirty p.m. 
at Hop Life Brewery right that's, now. That's right. Been that's doing where it's them. at. Cool. Here, grab a beer, talk some real estate, learn about maybe, you know, what your next chapter is going to exactly. look like. Exactly. Easy going, um, just a, a real smooth, chill atmosphere where you can, you know, people from all ranges, whether they're never done a deal to have done plenty of deals. Um, and we bring guests in every now and then. So it's just, it's just a chill atmosphere to really learn and connect with people. So it's a yeah. pretty um, low barrier entry way to, to start learning about real estate and exactly. how to get into it. Cool. Exactly. Cool stuff. And then for, for our listeners, um, you know, our, our podcast, we'd love to, to get some feedback on it. So if you could go to, latfpodcast.com that's one way to find our our stuff we'll have our youtube channel um you know wherever you listen to podcasts or you post a review shoot it over to us info at latfpodcast.com and uh, and then if you you know if you know somebody that we should connect with that would be you know great to to hear their story on the show send that send those their their contact info we'd love to love to get this thing to, to grow and learn more about how we can help more, you know, that second, that next generation of firefighters. Thank you. Keep going.